Hey there, I'm Morgan and this is Find Your Niche. This week I got a chat with Sanaa, the owner and founder of Alar and Zane. Alar and Zane is a place where you can find clothing and products while your kids play and learn, and also new parents can get advice and find a community. This space is designed for families from newborn to eight years old. I love Sanaa's story because she created Alar and Zane from a personal pain point. She didn't have the store, the community that she wanted, and she went out and created it and brought it to life. I had so much fun chatting with her, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Yeah, what were you doing before you had the idea for Laura and Zane? Uh, something completely <laughs> different. Uh, I get asked a lot if I was a teacher, and I was not. So I actually was um, in finance at a clinical research company. Okay. Uh, it's how I started my career, and I really loved it and worked you know, my way up um, through project finance. And, um, then I managed a team of financial analysts and finance managers. Um, and I had my second and I had came back from maternity mm-hmm. leave and, you know, just, I, I think me be, not being there. And then of course, like baby monitors are great, but then I would be at work looking at the baby monitor and she was crying and I just it made me feel really sad and I knew that she was probably going to be my last and so I wanted to leave to spend some time with her Mm -hmm. and so I I worked like a three or four month notice and then transitioned my work and I went home to stay with her but that responsibility alone didn't um, my brain just like kept thinking about businesses and it's something I had been working on for years, right? Like, mm-hmm. so five years before that, I would develop a business plan, but didn't have the confidence and it just kind of went by the side. And then I'd do another one and then I would second guess it and yeah. couldn't get too much. And so having um, my two kids and then being away from work gave me a little bit more brain space mm-hmm. to really identify what, what this business I wanted to open would yeah. look like and, you know really why I wanted to open it and um so that kind of led me to Lauren Zane mm-hmm. okay so interesting so you have your second baby and maternity leave after then going back to work it was just you were juggling both and you're you know possibly last baby so you wanted all of that newborn time right. yeah And so you, you know, you go home though, and you're still thinking about work. You know, you're obviously, you have a working mentality. You don't want to just. Yeah. Yeah. I commend um, the stay at home parents. Like it is a lot of work and it's, you know, working and being a mom is a lot of work. Just being a mom is a lot of work. Just, you know, like just being at work is a lot of work. And, you know, it's, um, it's all this like crazy balance and juggling action and really at the end of the day like what fulfills you too right Mm -hmm. Um, and but my brain doesn't stop I mean even still now I try to go to sleep and it might take me hours because I'm thinking of something um whether it's you know like trivial right like yeah organizing the house or planning a vacation or work things um but yes I um I just like felt like I, you know, this is my chance. Mm -hmm. I'm getting an opportunity to stay at home with baby number two and more time with my first. And, um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Plus my sister had opened a business about a year prior to that time. And, um, so I think that kind of gave me a little bit more, um, like, okay, I see that it's possible. We can do this, get the confidence. Yeah, totally. Because I mean, at the end of the day, you need a lot of that. Oh, 100%. I mean, like you said earlier, you know, you had other business plans at different times of your life and you just weren't ready to, you know, shoot your shot basically. And I I totally agree. I mean, that's me all the time. So many ideas and I, you know, lose the confidence in them. What's interesting is you're in finance, you're doing project management, you're leading a team, it sounds like. 
at your old career. Lauren Zane, I'm sure you use your finance, your number knowledge with it, but it's very different. It's a completely different concept. How did you come up with the idea? How did it pop into your head? So definitely an evolution over time, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think the biggest thing or the biggest like starting point was trying to create I wanted to create something for kids and families mm-hmm. that felt very um, home-like, like really welcoming, nurturing for the kids, supportive for parents, uh, you know, just something that was really different and, and personalized. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want people to just come in and play and leave. We, I wanted like my vision was that we knew families' names, we knew the kids, we were developing this relationship, we were watching them grow, you know, we were creating uh, new experiences every day and every week. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and, and in addition to that, you know, that doesn't just revolve around play, but also classes for parents and also the retail side, uh, you know, a very different experience rather than just walking in and trying to shop for clothes and leaving you know, we, now we've developed this relationship with you. We know you, we maybe mm-hmm. can support suggestions or bounce like ideas on an outfit for a vacation or, you know, yeah. what have you. So just a, a more tight knit community that, that really supports those families in the early stages, kind of that, that when you're still pregnant, zero all the way up to like eight and eight to nine year olds. Yeah, I, I love the concept. I love that you're, you know, it sounds like you're fully incorporating everything to create a community, a community with families, kids at your store. You know, you have you have the store side where you can shop and you also have classes, but, you know, it's not the typical shopping experience. You might have your toddlers in a stroller and you're trying to grab stuff maybe quickly and get in and out and make sure no one destroys anything you know, you created the space for kids to be kids, parents, you know, to chat, shop, you know, learn. I, I love the idea. Okay. So you're having this idea though, like you want to create this, how does it all come together? You know, like, how did you bring all three aspects? Right. So a lot of like, so I I had this idea and then like it's okay. in my blood to research, right? Like I love Excel. And so, you know, I put everything, I structure everything yeah. in there coming from a finance background. That's what you do. Um, I got my MBA um, not very long prior to opening this. So that kind of gave some ideas on business planning and strategy and, uh, you know, con- consumer and customer focus and um, just operations and things like that. So it's, I, I have this idea and does it sound crazy? And so then I'm going out to research in, uh, you know, Asia and Europe and, uh, you know, America, Canada, like I'm, I'm looking everywhere. Is there something like this, you know, and, and it really, there's not a whole lot. Like I've stumbled across some of them as I started going out and buying and meeting reps and they say, oh, did you hear about this place? And so Um, but it just seems so natural. Like why make a parent go to a store to buy for their kids or why buy online when you can't feel and see and match. And so it's, it's really like trying to bring all the things that you want, right? Like you need to shop for your kid. You want a place to meet other families. You want your kid to interact. Like you want the experience with them, but maybe you need to work also. And so now we can also help entertain those kids while you're here. So yeah. it just felt logical, but it really wasn't something that was out there. And so that was why I was like, oh, I feel like I need to research. Maybe this is not a good idea. And so, uh, because it you know hadn't been done, but uh, yeah. So I think, you know, it, it's coming yeah. from a parent perspective. Like, what do I want? I remember pushing my kids in a stroller, trying to go through a store and they're fussing and kicking their legs because we've stopped moving. And so here we tell parents, yeah, if your kid pulls everything off the shelf, it's fine. Like I have kids too. This is a friendly space. Like, don't worry about it. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that might've been a long winded answer, but. 
No, no. I mean, I love it. It sounds like it was a personal pain point. You didn't have the experience that you wanted, you know, for yourself and your family and for your friends. And it seems like you went out and decided to research. Is there something like this? Does the concept, you know, make sense? Is it working somewhere else? And you decided to create it, which I love. I think all the best businesses actually come from personal pain points of someone, you know, you're not the only one out there who's probably thinking the same thing. I mean, I even remember when I was a kid, I remember going into Gymboree and my mom would get so upset. She had four kids and we we would <laughs> destroy the store. You know, it'd be not an easy experience for her. But I also remember at Gymboree, they had like a little TV you could throw your kids down in front of. And like, that's all it was, you know, and it did not yeah. solve any problems. Let me start also with Alar and Zane. I imagine those are your children's name. They are, yes. Was that easy? Was Is that like originally like you thought that or were you really named? No, so I had a long list of names, like, um, over the course of a year, like my husband and I would bounce names. We'd ask my son yeah. some ideas and, you know, tried to, there was a lot and then it got smaller and then, you know, we narrowed it to five and then we started asking friends and it just felt like, um, oh, you know, when it solidified, when I started working on branding Okay. and so then we were like, okay, this, this sounds like it looks, it looks nice. It sounds good. Like this is what we're going to go with. Yeah. Um, no, so I really can't have any other kids. <laughs> I know you'll have to like have another store one day, I guess. Maybe right, older children. Right. <laughs> I love the names, I, you know, thank goodness you named your kids beautifully because it's so simple. I love it. Alar and Zane. I also, yep. I have a step siblings and their names are Amina and Zane. And so, oh, so cool. yeah, so it's like super similar. I know my son asked me the first time he saw it, he's like, why is my name not first? Why is it not Zane and Alara since he's older? And I said, well, because something about the A first just flows nice. a little better. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> that's okay. Okay, so you conceptualize it, you figure out what you want to do. What were now like the actual steps that you started taking to turn it into a business? Yeah. Like finding a location, sourcing the clothing and, and branding. Yeah, right. So if you like, I'll, I'll give you kind of the like steps that I took and then <laughs> okay. you tell me which one, like you want more elaboration on. But so the first thing that I did was, okay, well, I have to set up an, mm-hmm. a, a business like entity. And so I reached out to a CPA to do an LLC. It's something that you can do fairly easily, but I'm very much like a yeah. I, I want it done right. So you designated it to the right person. <laughs> yeah. So we set up the LLC and then it was months and months after that before I felt good enough about the concept. Um, and then I actually started interviewing some branding agencies because I wanted um, to really have this like holistic, very polished brand. Um And I knew that that would take some graphic skills that again, was an area that I didn't have experience in. And so, uh, so yeah, I think branding was probably the first thing that we started working on. And so really what the colors were and what the logo was going to look like. And, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to them the other day about how like had I not picked them, like, what would Alara yeah, and be? Totally. Because it's like, I can't imagine it any other way. Yeah. Uh, so they did an awesome job working with me to make this vision um, visually appealing. And um, so branding, and then I started looking for a space. Um, and, you know, all along that time is, is a lot of like, developing financial projections and budgets for the year and three years and five years and uh, kind of identifying all the different con- like uh, revenue mm-hmm. streams and writing this all out in a business plan because you need that um, for yourself, for everyone else who's gonna ask you along the way. Uh, and then once we found the space, it was time to find a contractor. And then it was really real. <laughs> Yeah. So you find a contractor because the space is beautiful. I've never been inside, but heavily looked on your Instagram and online. Did you work with an architect to design it out? Yeah. Yeah. So 
I worked with this um, local group called Clear Space. Um, Clear, sorry, Clear Scapes. I think I said the letters um, backwards. Clear Scapes, and they do a lot of community spaces and right. a lot of outside spaces. And so it was very different than. Well, maybe this was a new project for them, but you know, I, I pitched it to them and we worked together to decide like th that this was a community space and this was something that they could um, work on. And so, yeah, we spent a lot of time talking about the vision. We spent a lot of time with the branding agency and them meeting mm -hmm. together to really explain the vision and, and the feel. I made Pinterest boards on like what I wanted the space to look like. The branding agency, you know, kind of gave some ideas too. And um, I even like, they even gave me like transparent paper and floor plans. And I was at home, like drawing where yeah. I wanted certain rooms and things like that. So, uh, but they were so great to work with and, um, probably a, a tricky project for everybody because of when you come in the space, you'll see, like, there's just a lot of details, um, there's steel circles that are in the wall that you can see like a passageway through the play space and the um, retail side. And there's like little house nooks and um, really fun elements. Um, mm -hmm. So, so yeah. like the, the parents can see if their kids are in another room and the kids yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. And okay. That was a big thing. Like we wanted to have defined spaces like an art and science room and an imaginative playroom, a Montessori room upstairs. But we really wanted parents to have line of sight so there's corners, right? You're, there might not be a spot where you can see, but we wanted to be able to let a parent sit down and not have to chase after their kid and know that they were safe. So um, we tried to give a little, you know, an angle where we were like, okay, if you were to sit here, can you, you can see? easily spot. Yeah. 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 It's so smart. Just that little detail at the store. Right. Okay. So you, you get construction going, you have it designed with your architect. This is also in 2019, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah. so, so a great time. <laughs> Do you open the store before the pandemic? No. So it's like the worst thing. Yeah. I mean, I say that with a smile and like, I mean, I'm just, sometimes I'm just like, why, why, <laughs> but so we, so all of this planning happens early 2019, the lease and construction happen, you know, the fall of 2019 construction ends in March. So it was a couple, a few weeks delayed, but still that wouldn't have mattered, right? Because it ended in March, right as everything was shutting down. No. And at the time I was like, okay, it's fine. Like close the door. I'll set everything up in a while. Like I'll get to be at home with the kids for a couple mm -hmm. months. No big deal. Well, you know, and then it months turn into skill. <laughs> we're still in it. So, um, but um, so yeah, we didn't have an opportunity to have this grand opening that we had planned or to really test this out in a normal climate. So, yeah. so it's like, you know, it's still, um, it's still in progress, really. You know, like we're open and we are, we have classes, we're doing birthday parties, open plays, you know, you can come and shop, but it was such a very soft and slow opening for a space that was all about coming together and community and party. And, you know, like welcome to wonder is our, like one of our, you know, taglines, if you will. And so, um, COVID kind of stripped that away a little bit, but we are working diligently in and in, in as safe as possible. And we hope that like yeah. soon enough, it'll be normal. Yes, I hope so too. At least, you know, you got to see the silver linings. Hopefully, you know, a soft, slower opening is kind of helping you, you know, maybe wrinkle out some of the maybe. Yeah, yes, I definitely think so. You know, it's, it's led to a lot mm -hmm. of creative, um, ideas and offerings it's it's allowed us to really get close to a lot of our uh families and you know when when there's less people in the space you can have more mm -hmm. and deeper conversations with, with each person and so i take that as the positive side um and yeah so we're you know yeah. getting a good foundation under us and under our team and being able to train and learn um in this kind of <laughs> environment but I definitely yes for financial sake hope that 
<laughs> that we can sustain this this crazy time. Yes, totally. Okay, also back to opening the store. Where how did you start sourcing your products, your clothing that you sell? Yeah. So again, a lot of research because I, you know, while I was in college, I worked a retail position, but outside of that, I don't have experience in that industry. It's all been clinical pharmaceutical, right? So a lot of research. And what I ended up doing was going to two different really huge markets. So one is in Atlanta and one is in Dallas. And, you know, I, I um, had to set up a, a tax withholding ID uh, or sales and use tax, um, sorry, ID and sign up for those. And um, I just started walking around and looking at the different brands that are out there and you know materials and and their their mission and and I really wanted them to connect with a few like foundational things in the store and one was we wanted to be able to offer a fair amount of organic cotton material um, clothes for babies and for for bigger kids um, the other one was for toys everything is wooden um, so sustainable eco-friendly toys and manufacturing processes and then you know if it doesn't fall into one of those which we have lots of brands that don't but that they are quality they're, they're like trendy if you will um, so i say that they're stylish like parents think they they look good but they're super comfortable for kids and so you know i look at my own kids and and all the other kids and what what makes something comfortable or easy right and and so those are the things that we look for so I, I feel everything I like try to match everything up and and everything I buy I try to have coordinating like mix and match things so that parents can come in here and and get their whole wardrobe if they want or one or two pieces um so yeah so mainly I go to Atlanta typically two main shopping um trips a year sometimes I'll go to one or two other ones for like gifts and other little um, toys or something. Yeah, like party supplies we do a lot of. Um, and then, you know, now that as as we become a little bit more robust and, and people are starting to shop more, we'll do a lot more gifts. And, and that might not mean just for kids or maybe it's for older kids or for parents too, because you're in the space. And if you can knock out um, a gift you need for your friend, then that could be easy. So we're starting to get a few of those little things. Um, because gift shopping is fun. Oh, it's and so, so much fun. I, you know, like I love little gift stores. So we yeah. will have a little section of that for, again, just going back to like making it easy for parents or nannies or caregivers, whoever those, you know, people are with their little ones. Yeah. I love it. I love you mentioned organic cotton too. That's just more sustainable yeah. for the planet as well. Yes. And so are these, when you say, are these trade shows that you're going to as a buyer? Yeah. So, um, like it used to be called America's market. Okay. So there is, it's a huge building that has everything from furniture, you know, women's fashion, kids, gifts, like anything that you can imagine, uh, fabrics, like, uh, and there's markets that happen throughout the year for different, uh, businesses to go to. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, the first time I went was quite intimidating, yeah. <laughs> trying to navigate the place. And every time I've gone, it's just been by myself, especially considering. And these are large shows. Yeah, I try to find some local folks as well. So uh, there was a mom who came to our store when we first opened and her and her daughter create these, um, like we'll call them like anxiety necklaces like they're necklaces but they're chewable so they make those and these really pretty ones and so we carry some of those things in here um and when things you know kind of get better we'll have a couple bakeries that we'll have snacks from in the play space um and so there's something else that's local and it's like slipping my mind but whenever i can find people who make products that fit our brand um, and our focus and they're local Oh yes, our diaper bags. So the mom who makes these or the owner of the company lives in Wake Forest. Oh, and I met her at a trade show. Um, so I didn't know her before, but when she said she was local, I was like, yes, I love your diaper bags. And you know, you're a local mom and um, she has four kids. And so she's perfected 
uh, diaper pads for sure. Yes. I love it. You spoke earlier about how, you know, you had other business plans and you maybe not always had the confidence to follow through with them. I know you mentioned also that you saw your sister open a store or a business, um, a year prior. What helped you get, you know, because opening a business is risky, no matter how great the concept is, a lot of money, time, your mom, you know, did you ever get nervous through this process? Like, how did you push through it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm still nervous. Like I have to be frank, like we're still not in this, like, yeah, woo, like (laughs) we're making money and everything's great. Like this, this is still very beginning stages and lots of, of risk and money and time for still some uncertainty. Like I feel so good about the concept, but but timing is, is very imperfect. So (laughs) we, you know, we stop to see, but I think, I think it's three things. So I got the MBA, which gave a lot of confidence um, that I took back to my job, but just, you know, personal like success. I did really well in that program. I took away some tips and I felt good and better about my personal abilities. So I think that was one. The other one was, you know, working a this big full-time position you know I worked nights I worked weekends sometimes and so it didn't really give me enough space to to focus and feel confident about it so while I don't advise this for people I don't I'm not saying like go quit your job and then come up with a business that just that when I did that that did give me that brain space to be able to focus towards it um and, and also just kind of like that interaction with my kids and, and like needing that place, like, okay, I see this now I'm with you and, and I want this place to be able to go to. Um, and then, so yeah, my sister, she's my little sister uh, and she is rocking it. I don't, like I can share the business. I don't know. Yeah, this is just totally. honest, but um, so it's layered croissantry. And so I don't know if you've been there. Oh my gosh, that's your sister. Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, so, oh good. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll tell her. I don't know if you've reached out to her before, but um, but yeah, so she, you know, again, like she came from a different industry, was like, hey, this is what I really want to do, and took some time away to focus on that, did some traveling to kind of again research and came up with this unique idea and uh was able to do it and so I think that kind of helped too like she she tried um and it wasn't just about the success right like but she tried and is and is working on it so I'm like I can try too like don't be scared well I love it I love it all I love all you entrepreneurs you and your sister and your family Yeah. yeah I think I think a lot of people get really nervous you know they may want to start a business or they have a great concept that they believe in and they just don't pursue it because they think, you know, they don't know how to go through with it. They don't know what other people will think of them possibly. Right. And I think we also view, you know, like nervousness will go away at a point or something, you know, like it's all going to be perfect one day. And I love just asking that question because I think everyone's always nervous, no matter what you're doing, if you're owning your own business or working for a company. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you, like you just said, I don't know that it goes away because you make changes in your business or you partner, or you, you know, there's all these different variables that can happen throughout your business a year in or 10 years in that, that again is, you know, a, a chance that you're taking and, and can create nerves. Uh, you know, I, my sister still tells me today, she's like, you did, a, you did something really big, right? Like I, I went really big right off the bat. And um, that creates the most nerves, but I like the, the, that was the vision I had. And, and instead of going like small and starting small and making a bigger space, I, I went crazy from the beginning because I really wanted this specific, like Vinny, you know, like, a when you walked in the specific feel and that's, and families get that in the space, but you know, my, like, if I was going to coach or mentor somebody else who's interested in making, starting a business, it would be to like, look at what your business is and, and try to dissect it a little bit. It, is there a way to start smaller? Is there a way to do it 
outside of your home or by renting a space that's closed after a certain time or partnering with somebody and you know like how do you partner it's a lot of networking and all that um but but testing out your vision a little bit smaller scale so you're you're risking less and then you know if you if you get some success then then that gives you a little bit of boost of confidence to to try it on a bigger scale totally I completely understand what you're saying about your your story though, because if you started small almost and you have like, you know, one aspect of it, but you, you know, you have, you want to teach, you want to have the play. I get how you want someone to come in and just experience it all from the very beginning yeah. instead of having to keep rebranding your store right. as it grew. Um, right. I think that would have even been harder. Yeah, for sure. For the concept to be what it is. Right. Because, because it was a shop, play, learn, party concept. Right. And like, could it have, could it have just been a retail store that then expanded to a play space? But again, it, it requires rebranding and you're, you know, it's, it's really uh, a big feat each time. I mean, it's a big feat now, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but it, but it's a, it's a true complete like package. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And speaking of the package, what does, I mean, online, you offer a variety of classes. You have yeah. green baby home, adding a second child, infant. So feeding. those classes really, so, uh, those are like the ones you mentioned were learn classes, which we paused because of COVID, right? We said, okay, what, like foundationally, what's the first thing we want to offer? And that was open play and we limited it to a small group. So we started with open play, then we layered music classes, and then we layered birthday parties. And now we're starting to open up more classes, <laughs> more classes in those classes. So those ones that you saw, we had developed partnerships with lactation consultant, a sleep consultant, um, a uh, postpartum doula, a home organization person, like I'd reached out to all these people before our store even was were like was under construction, and um, so we'll get back to those classes that you mentioned. Um, I just didn't want anyone to feel like they were open, like those classes were there right now. But at least like the information is there to show families what's what's coming um, once everyone feels comfortable. And you were partnering with all of these experts in these fields. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know how, whether you have children or not, like you get an ailment or you have a question and you go to Google or, you know, you get advice from one other person. Right. And so we wanted to create these like workshops or discussions that were Q and A, right? Like uh, this expert would come in, offer some, you know, tips and suggestions and information and then allow the other part of the class to be Q&A specific to you, like what questions you have, how can we support you? And then they have a contact after the class if they wanted to gain some further um, hands-on support. Uh, so yes, trying to get local area experts together here, again, like bringing everything into this one um, home base, if you will. Yeah, I love it. I love it, especially because, I mean, I am not a mother, but I can imagine there's a lot of things that pop up once you have your first child and I could see it being very expensive to always be reaching out to maybe experts in your community or just having a hard time finding them and getting connected with them. I love how you're kind of simplifying the whole process. We come here, like we have a, a lot of classes that you're probably very interested in, the experts and the knowledge, and I'm sure they're at good rates for families to learn. Right. I love the concept. Can a mom come in with her child without an appointment into the store? Currently? Yeah. Yeah. Like for play or for shopping? For both. Yeah. 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 So shopping is like any other boutique store around North Hills or anywhere else um, where you can just walk right in and, uh, mm -hmm. and shop away. And then for play, um, we've started to get a little bit uh, more availability or mm, we've started to allow walk-ins a little bit more, if you will. So when, when we're kind of in the throes of, of COVID, which we still are, but it's getting a little bit better. Um, we did require a pre-reservation for open play because it was so limited. And so we didn't, we felt really bad when somebody would walk in and want to play and, and we couldn't because we had 10 people there, but we've opened it to 20 people now, which is still greatly under what 
what we can and what we're allowed to, but I still want to give families that, that space and that attention and all that. So they can do walk-ins, they can call, or they can book ahead online where um, we're comfortable and we're able to manage all of that now. Okay. Lovely. And you also offer birthday parties, renting the space out privately as well. Yes. Have you had a few birthday parties and events? Yes. We've been doing birthday parties since like the second month we've been open. Oh, wow. Yes. So I love parties. So whenever somebody mentions a birthday party, I'm like, oh. um, <laughs> before, you know, before having the store and at, you know, continuing on, like I have enjoyed hosting or creating parties and games and like um, all kinds of fun. And so we, every party that comes in here, no matter what package they choose, um, which we've kind of streamlined the packages because of COVID to, to one or two options, but um, everything's custom. So we sit down and we have like a consultation with the parent and tell me about your child. How old are they? you know, what do they like to do? Is there a theme? Can we help you with that? And so every party has some sort of different activity, whether it's craft or science or obstacle course or scavenger hunt, um, music, dance party. So it's, a uh, it's fun to be able to do. And, and, um, you know, as more people know that we're here, we're starting to see a little bit more birthday parties, which is really fun. I love birthday parties. <laughs> I remember like my mom, really really loved birthday parties as well and there was a store called justice I think it's still around yeah. but back mm-hmm. in the, in the day world. justice would rent out like a space of their store to do like way. to do like 10 year old girl birthday parties and my sister had one there you know they did your makeup and then they did like a dance party and you know it was actually one of her favorite birthday parties so I love the idea that you can host it at your store yeah okay Let's kind of get into the nitty gritty. What does your typical day look like for Alara Zane? <laughs> so <laughs> this is what I love the most because, you know, we can define out a typical day. And let me let me ask a question. My typical day, or you're saying just in general at the store? Your typical Me day. as the owner. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's always something new. So like this morning, uh, when I looked on the calendar yesterday, it didn't look like there was many people coming in. So I thought I would be doing a lot of work on my computer, like um, sending out an email to customers about June events and really finalizing all my June and July events. And none of that happened because we had an influx of people book this morning because of the rain. So, so this morning was a lot of checking in families, families that we've seen before, new families. And so when it's a new family, I try to get to know them, the the parents, the kids. Um, I did some arts and craft projects, um, a lot of tidying up. So we, I can't stand um, toys on the floor if they're not being played with. So if a child's playing, we let them be, right? (laughs) But you know, when they've done something and they've moved on to the next one, rather than wait until the session's over, we pick up during it so that the next child that walks in, Mm -hmm. like that's there, could play with it fresh kind of, right? So so it was that and calling another staff member saying, hey, we're we're a little busier than I thought, can you come in? And then we got a shipment of new toys, which we wanted to put out. So starting to load that in the system Uh, and and now we're here talking. So, yeah. So, yeah. very busy. Yeah. It's busy. New things pop up. Uh, exactly. New things pop up. Like, I'm working, like I was saying, like a calendar. So, trying to like highlight everything for all the events this summer. Uh, so, really, it's, it's such a variety. Uh, you know, as businesses grow, they like roles start to be very defined and segmented. But right now, mm-hmm. we're still small. And so, like I'm doing payroll and scheduling staff and I'm interviewing because I really need some more um, summer, summer support. So interviewing, posting the positions, working on calendars, cleaning. And um, I was counting the register this morning and, uh, and we, I think we need to like redo our merchandising. So like coming up with a new plan for that. So it's fun. It's, it's a lot, but it's fun. And it's always something new, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. How big is your team at the moment? So we have one, two, three, four, four 
and including these five. So five. Um, okay. And we probably need like two more people. Mm-hmm. Well, that's super exciting. I mean, growth is exciting. Yeah. Even if it's a little overwhelming at times. Yes. Right. What is the most rewarding aspect of owning and creating Alara and Zane? I really think it's it's seeing the kids in the space have so much fun. So it's the worst when I hear them cry, but they're when they're crying on the way out, it's because they really are having a good time. And so like, I feel bad for parents in that aspect. <laughs> so we try to like encourage them, like, well, if you, if you, you know, if you're nice to mom and dad and you get your shoes on, like, we'll give you some stickers on the way out. And so, yeah. um, but it, it, it really is being able to give this reprieve to parents and when it feels super rewarding is just by observation and, and seeing that they're having a good time. But um, every now and then we'll, we'll get a comment from a parent, you know, in person or email or a Google review. And they'll say like, um, one person like said it was like a little bit of heaven and like somebody else, you know, just said that they had started their day so poorly and stressed that they might, you know, they considered not coming, but then when they was he were here for an hour and a half they just felt like stress-free and uh and had a chance to breathe yeah so those are so like that's what keeps me going even though numbers are not there I can't even imagine it sounds so heartwarming yeah um and parenting is hard I mean whether you have one child or five child, five, five children. <laughs> yeah, I can't even talk. Five children. Um, there's always something. And even if you don't have kids, right? I mean, life is stressful. And so being able to offer a conversation to somebody who's stressed out or a, a moment to relate or to vent, um, I really, I really like that aspect. And so if I can help somebody each day kind of feel a little bit more at ease um that's that filled my glass up right um and uh and the retail side I mean like it's it's so fun to be able to work with a, a parent and their child boy girl to like come up with some outfits for them or little gifts and things like that that's fun but the, the more heartwarming part is definitely the the relationships that we can build with yeah Okay, on the flip side of that, what's the hardest part of being the owner-founder? So, you know, it's super, It's very hard to have this really specific vision of, really, like, just breaking all normal retail and, and like, staff experiences, or, um, yeah, experiences. Like, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a very different experience. I expect people, like, my staff to, to work or to to like be a team as if they owned this place like have stake in it uh you know I want you to want it to succeed too um and so we've I've built a good team for sure and it's like a team that that is vested but it it's hard to get there it's hard to to have staff run it the same way as an owner right and so mm-hmm. um I think that's the hardest thing is like just just kind of managing that and not in a negative way right it's just like it takes yeah. a skill to train and and mentor and, and motivate um I think ultimately the hardest like in a stress level is trying to do marketing like trying to wear every hat right there's no divid like I have I do it all. And I think eventually I'll delegate some more responsibilities, but right now I want everyone to really focus on the role that they're working on. And uh-huh. I just manage all the other little, little things that take that stress on. So it's a lot like, um, yeah. So the, the hardest thing is probably just juggling so much. Uh, and then, you know, like just letting things be like, sometimes my husband tells me it doesn't have to be perfect every time. And, but I'm like, no, it has to. So I think just letting go of that part of me, um, or, or at least every giving myself that grace every now and then, yeah. um, even, I mean, it's your third baby, you know, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like you want your staff to love it, like how you do and, you know, treat the customers in the store, how you would imagine. And, and I can imagine it'd be really hard to delegate it one day as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> but eventually I'll need to. <laughs> well, hopefully. Do you, I know this is maybe a little soon, but you know, do you have plans to hopefully expand one day? I do. I, you know, I want to be able to offer this other places. And we, we were contacted with it from another center to open another Alara in their um, shopping center. But I, it's just, I thought about it. Like for a second, I thought about it really hard, but you're going to have your fourth baby. <laughs> yeah. Financially is that's the, that's the nerve and the risk and the it's too much stress. Like I'm already all gray, pretty much. <laughs> no, you, know, you look great. But um, uh, so yes, like the my vision of Alar and Zane includes a lot more locations to be able to give this um, space and this experience to more families. Um, so we'll see. You know, let's see what the next year looks like, and if that feels like the right time, then we'll start looking up what the next like where the next Raleigh-ish location is, right? And yeah. so um, I don't, you know, the next location wouldn't be here, right? It would mm-hmm. be another city, maybe in a different state or maybe in North Carolina, but um, that in itself will be months That's of research. Super, super exciting. I love the concept. I have just a final few kind of fun questions. Okay. What did you want to be as a kid? Oh my gosh. <laughs> This is really <laughs> like every time I think about this, I don't understand why. Um, so the first job that I can remember in my head, like me saying, oh, this is what I'm going to de- be was a plastic surgeon. Wow. I know. Right. There was even like plastic surgery on TV then. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, and it wasn't, like, I don't, I think I remember saying that when I didn't even live here. Like, so that even is more removed. Uh, and your parents were not in like medicine. No. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I was born and raised overseas. And like, I, I think I, like I'm visualizing when I said this and I feel like I was still there. And that, you know, it's not even that popular there. So I think that's funny, yeah. but yeah, that was, that's the first job I think of. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And then I think it was like, I'm going to do something in physics. I don't okay. know what that was, but I really liked physics in high school. And so I was like, oh, that's what I'm going to do in college. But uh... <laughs> what, what did you major in in college? Yeah. So I got my undergrad in finance and then my master's, um, master's in business admin with a concentration in project management. Okay. Yeah. Are you an introvert or extrovert? Um, I would say extrovert, uh, but with having this job, it's felt very different lately. So typically I, you know, I'm on all the time and I'm ready to, mm-hmm. to like have conversations and have little parties and things like that. But after I leave here, I'm zapped like, uh, and then I have two kids at home and a husband and a dog and like, they want my attention and energy too. And I definitely feel like by the end of the day, I'm like, I just need my face and some Netflix. <laughs> totally. Okay. Your go-to drink, it can be alcohol or your coffee order. Yeah. So I don't do coffee at all. Um, oh, are you a tea it. drinker? Um, so I do like some tea, but, um, but I don't need the caffeine. I think I have enough um, energy, but um, if we're talking about cocktails, um, mojito. Ooh. yeah Ooh, that sounds really real good mint. like lots of good mint. <laughs> mm. <laughs> my garden is actually producing a ton of it and I have no Ooh. idea what to do with it yeah and you just gave me a nice good idea so, and a non-alcoholic drink so a mint lemonade is so good like just muddle oh, mint and make your own lemonade or buy lemonade super good yeah. oh good well now I'm glad I there have you go. something yeah. to use my mint for <laughs> What skills and strengths of yours would you say has helped you the most throughout your journey? Mm, okay. So I would say, I would say probably the fact that I really do enjoy researching. And I know that research sounds like such a big term, but like just taking the time to like, and to explore, to analyze, to like second guess in a positive way, like myself, like be the devil's advocate to myself. So I think just like, sometimes it's hard that my brain doesn't turn off, but I think <laughs> in this aspect, it's good, right? Like that I, that I keep thinking through, um, and, and wanting to make the, like a vision complete. Um, but I think the background in finance and in ha- like having the general, like business knowledge from an MBA 
was probably um, a good foundation. Yeah. Yeah. When you talk about research, we didn't really hit, hit on it that much, but how much time would you say you dedicated to research before really going for probably anywhere from like eight to 10 hours a day for months. Oh, wow. right? Like I, I mean, a lot. yeah. Like even writing this email, um, when I wrote the, what, like I have not been able to get the email out yet because I like, I type it up and then I reread it and then I rethink mm-hmm. it. And then I look on, you know, all like all around what are other classes doing and like what could we do a little bit different and so I it's a struggle sometimes like just do it like just send it out but um but it 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 makes it complete would you consider yourself a perfectionist so it's funny I I think in certain things because sometimes I think back on like on 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 different aspects and I'm like oh wow I like like looking back on my own work and I'm like how did I miss Uh things like that so I think it depends on the topic um, but I think when it comes yeah. to the business, for sure. Yeah. And then when it comes to my car, oh my God, it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That's just transporting to you to and from. So there you I go. understand. <laughs> Nobody can look inside. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last question. What advice do you have someone who wants to be an entrepreneur, start their own business? My advice would be if you have, you have a specific idea to think through why, like, not like, oh, I think this idea is great, but why is it great? Who is it supporting? You know, why is it supporting them? What else is out there? And what, you know, what's your competition? Because that's super important. Uh, You know, you might have a passion for something, but if it's done in 500 ways, you know, you have to think through what makes that unique. So, so really focusing on, on why you want to do this business and why some, why it's needed Mm -hmm. for, for whoever you're targeting. Um, and then I would say develop that business plan, like look up, I mean, there's SBA, there's a lot of different templates that you can see, but work through that business plan and then find some friends that will look through it for you, right? To give you honest feedback. I think that's kind of like the the, the starting point. Um, yeah, I mean, if you can find a mentor, that would be great too. I tried to reach out to some other businesses that had some similarities or maybe they were just a kid's boutique just because I wanted to pick their brain Mm -hmm. and I didn't get um I didn't get much uh willingness yeah like it 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 was almost like they felt like there was competition even though I tried to find places that were very far away so you know if you can find somebody to be a mentor as long as it's not in a competitive field so that's my thing like if you're a baby store maybe you shouldn't call (laughs) a baby store because clearly that that maybe a teen store you know yeah right (laughs) Um, uh, I remember reaching out to somebody at a, another boutique, uh, women's boutique here who was utilizing a similar software program just to ask some questions and they were, they were helpful. So I think, you know, just finding another business owner who you can bounce ideas with, um, can be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I love your advice. I love it all. I love that you've really said to talk to your friends, really get their point of view, flush it out, see what they like and what they don't like because they're probably the same market audience hopefully potentially yeah I had so much fun chatting with you and hearing your story I really really appreciate you taking time to sit down and chat with me I know you're super busy and the way your mind works I'm super excited and and hopeful for this this growth that's gonna definitely come and happen with Alara and Zane Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Sanaa. I hope you enjoyed it. And I would love if you left a review or a rating below and follow us along on Instagram at Find Your Niche Podcast. Thanks.